Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This This is is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Just before all hope was lost, came a boat. We were looking for yellowfin tuna, and we had to find a school of men. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. Hi. Hello. This is the last. This week in Bachelor Nation that you will hear on a Friday for a while. We are about to head into next week, 
the premieres of Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise Season 9. So our Twibbins are going to come out on Tuesday and our recaps are going to come out on Friday. We are simply switching the order of how we normally do things. So don't be alarmed when next week on a Tuesday there is no recap and it is a... We can't tell you what it's going to be next Tuesday. It may not be a Twibbin next Tuesday. It might be something a little, little special. It's a surprise. But next Friday will be our first recap of both Golden Bachelor and Bachelor of Paradise Season 9. I can't fucking wait. And our live show, which is usually a half hour before Bachelor, will be switching from Mondays to Thursdays, a half hour before Golden Bachelor now. Yes. And uh, we must also mention that... Dallas Sorts merch and all the teams are now represented in our merch store at gameofroses.co, except the Vegas scene, which we're still working on. But you can get Canada North. You can get Dallas Sorts. You can get LA Icon, San Diego Crew, New York City, Influence, Chicago, Cloud, Denver High. You can get them all to represent your favorite players coming up in Bachelor Season 28, also in Golden Bachelor, also in VIP. Have we seen anyone with the total collection? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. The total collection. <laughs> I don't know. But we have some huge games coming up uh, this season, next week starting. And hopefully you'll get some of this merch. Rep your favorite team as we will be doing. Um, and of course, the Golden Bachelor Instagram breakdown video and the BIP First San Instagram breakdown video are on Patreon now. So if you've listened to those episodes, but you want to see all the different posts and stuff we were talking about, the video of that is uh, on our Patreon and also on our Patreon. Clues Corner, I don't even know how to describe what's happening in Clues Corner at this moment. I don't even know how to describe the hat you're wearing in Clues Corner, which... Literally, I literally can't podcast with you when you're wearing it. It's <laughs> hat, so funny. <laughs> it is an homage to Ryan Sutter's bucket hat that he wore in season one of The Bachelorette, which I have now recorded all of uh, me breaking down season one of The Bachelorette. That's going to be available. The, the last two episodes will be available on this coming Monday, uh, which is, of course, the Men Tell All, the first Men Tell All in the history of Bachelor and the first finale of Bachelorette. They are absolutely incredible to watch. And uh, if you want to join me watching them, check it out on our Patreon. And then Clues Corner is going to start popping off because on the very day that this episode, we're recording this on Thursday, it's going to come out, of of course, Friday, tomorrow for us. But today, as this airs, Love is Blind Mm -hmm. Season 5 is on uh, Netflix. And I'm going to be covering all of that entire season in Clues Corner. So join me for that as quickly as I can get it done. I believe on Friday, five episodes drop or something, four episodes. Yeah, we don't know if you'll be able to keep up with the air schedule. They're dropping. I'll keep up. I think they're dropping four four on Friday, which is today as this airs. Four on Friday. Right. And then um, I think it's three the following week and then two, two, and then the finale. I think Mm. I could be slightly wrong on that, but I'm going to try to keep up to, to date with that stuff as Quickly as I can. It may take me a day or two to get through all the drops, but I'll get through them all. They'll all be on Clues Corner. I'm also going to try to cover World's Most Beautiful Warrior. We'll we'll see how it goes along with all this. <laughs> Wait, the World's Most Beautiful Warrior? <laughs> I love the names. Yeah. The toughest tougher that you've been given. Nick Vial versus <laughs> Tyler Cameron in a man off. Whatever it's called. 
Yeah, whatever. I'm not sure. <laughs> whatever people are watching it for. I'm watching it specifically for Bye, Alex Tyler Cameron. I could care less about everybody else on that show. Do we have that Tyler Cameron conversation in news? No, I think we'll be covering that in our next Digging Deeper, which will be out not this coming Monday, okay. but the Monday following, where he essentially okay. was talking to Vial. He was on Vial Files, and they were kind of talking about what their experience was like in the world's most beautiful man contest. And then <laughs> they they broke down basically, or I won't say they broke down exactly, but Vial gets him to talk about how the bachelor did court him to be a crown and his demands were simply not met. And some of them were yeah. financial. Some of them were a little crazier. Like he wanted to be the host of the fucking show. <laughs> that was the most shocking part to me. I was like, yeah. wait, what? And he's like, Oh yeah. Uh, Jesse's job. It was post Chris. And Jesse knows he's a quarterback. People are coming for your job. I'm like, what? Yeah. Oh my God. Attacking our empathetic King like that. Also, Tyler Cameron, no offense. There is absolutely no way Tyler Cameron can host any TV show, in my opinion. I know he did that that one on uh, Quibi, right? Where he was building dog houses or whatever. But um, yeah. there's no way this man can host. World's toughest dog house is sexiest. <laughs> sexiest dog house. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> World's sexiest dog house builder. A.K.A. the real dirty dancing. A.K.A. So... <laughs> the enemy of shirts takes on dog yeah. houses. He's just shirtless eating steaks while people are building <laughs> dog houses behind him. And he's his pants that he's wearing are camouflage fatigues to prove that he's the world's toughest warrior. Can I just say, I don't know who is I don't know who his team is who's advising him, but I would not be doing any of these interviews with a shirt on. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't know who's advising him either, but he's making wrong choices. Nonetheless, uh, speaking of Tyler Cameron and all of his other reality show appearances, that's a great segue to get right into this week's Game, game of, of Roses. Roses. State of the Game. All right, here's what we're talking about this week in State of the Game. Basically, we are in an era now that has never existed before, not just for Bachelor, but for all of reality television. These are the last days before a world without the golden bachelor, before love is blind season five, mm -hmm. F boy Allen season three and pre golden pre golden. I don't know what that is. What, what, what is gold before it's gold? Coal. Coal turns into diamonds. Coal diamonds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think gold is just always gold. At any rate, we are in this era where we're looking down the barrel of these, these expansions of the bachelor franchise, specifically golden bachelor which I think is going to be a lasting one. I think we're going to get Golden Bachelorette. I think it's going to be in a similar cycle to The mm. Bachelor and Bachelorette, which essentially means we're going to have just another full-time show to cover in The Bachelor universe. I know. We, I, we were talking in our meeting about just like, okay, well, we're going to have gains for Bachelor in Paradise plus Golden Bachelor now. So. But I'm, I'm excited by it. I mean, this is kind of like what we've been talking about for a long time, that reality TV is going to get to a certain level where the coverage tier of reality TV, of which we are a part is going to have enough stuff to cover that it can basically be a 24-hour news cycle. And I, I mean, we're kind of there now, but I think with the expansion of Golden Bachelor and some of these other shows, we're talking about mm -hmm. World's Toughest. I, I think it is called World's <laughs> Toughest Test, the Super Soldier Serum. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> no. Uh, no? The Super Soldier Serum? <laughs> yeah. Like what they gave to uh, Captain America. 
to turn him into Captain America. It was the super soldier serum. <laughs> they did. That was Marvel. Wait, the super soldier serum in this will be Bile's tear bottle. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, we got the world's toughest. We also have House of Villains, which um, Karen Olympios is on the first season of. We also have the show Traitors that Ari Lyondike was on season one. And now Pilot Pete has been cast for season two. Let's go, Popeye. Now I have to watch Traitors. Yeah, I cannot wait to see Popeye. But we are entering the state of the game currently is such that there are these other shows now. We're talking specifically about World's Toughest. We're talking about Traitors. They are moving into their second seasons. And these shows, the premise of them, the construction of them is we take players from these other reality games and put them in a new game that we have created specifically as like an all-star showcase. Again, these seasons are moving or these shows are moving into their second seasons, which means that idea that there are enough reality stars from various franchises to not only populate these shows, but to make good shows out of them. That idea is working well enough that there are subsequent seasons. Are we in a world now where there, is there going to be a fucking world's toughest season 10, 20? Are these shows going to last as long as Bachelor? Maybe. They got to be cheap to make. How, how much is it to pay? Four buckets of water on top of people. Uh, virtually free. Whatever they're doing. All of these shows are shot in predominantly one location. They rent, uh, like for example, in um, Traders, they rented like a Scottish castle and they put all these people in it and they made them play their various games against each other. And I'm sure they have to sleep in a horrible situation. That's probably part of it. Yeah, or, or I think on Traders you got to sleep in like the you know, the King suite or whatever. If you, Oh, I meant toughest. Oh, world's toughest. Yeah. They, they're like sleeping in sleeping bags out on the desert and shit, at least in season one, season two is Arctic. But the idea that there can be this tier of shows now designed specifically to take players from these other shows, showcase them in a new game. And that there are at this point, three of these shows actively going and throw on top of that F boy Island season three, which takes a bachelorette crown, Katie Thurston and puts her in, again, a crown position on that show. And this is a show that was canceled by HBO Max, picked back up by CW, so it has some value to them. I would I would count this as a legitimate season three, even though it was picked up and turned around and it's at a new network. So again, we're in this era where if you go on Bachelor, even if you go on Paradise, even if you come back for a resurrection or your crown or whatever, that is not the end of your reality TV life. You can now go on the second tier of shows to get more followers, to get whatever kind of fame and credibility you can in that world. And that's that's what we're in now. It also, you know, speaks, unfortunately, to how the Bachelor in Paradise producers are able to get cast to return if they'd rather go on all these other shows they're treating them better or whatever they who knows but like i'm sure bachelor in paradise would have loved to get popeye he's not gonna go on bachelor in paradise no of course and it's interesting to see you know the the mix i remember when we went to um stephen lovegrove's noel ball seeing Love is blind people with real housewives, people with bachelor people all talking and commingling. It's like it, Vanderpump. It, Vanderpump. It really gives you a sense that being on reality TV, being a star in this world, isn't just, uh, it's not relegated to the show you were on. 
And these shows, World's Toughest, House of Villains, Traitors, is really expanding that idea and saying not only are all the reality TV people kind of in a class unto themselves and they're all friends or have certain relationships or whatever, but they now can compete in these secondary games that I don't know what to actually call the this kind of like secondary tier or whatever, but they don't exist without the popularity of these other shows, Bachelor, Love is Blind, whatever, whatever. The more popular they become, the more of these types of shows there will be. And as long as there is this kind of secondary, it's almost like a net or something underneath the shows that produce these stars, the fact that that net can exist. The safety net. Well, it's it's almost like a money net. Well, there's also Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars is is definitely in that tier as well. Help, I'm a celebrity and I can't get out. I mean, that's, that's going back. I, I believe that show did two seasons in the early 2000s. And oh my God! That one was also not uh, specifically reality people. They had like actors and musicians mm. and stuff like that on there, which is the same as World's Toughest. Those are not specifically yeah. reality stars. There are pro athletes and all that in there. But House of Villains is specifically reality stars. Traders specifically reality stars. Oh really? They don't have yeah. any other type of celebrities. I don't think so. House of Villains is like reality TV villains. Whatever that loose definition is. Dancing with the Stars does. Yeah, da- Dancing with the Stars has other actors and whatever in it. But I think overall this is a very good sign that reality television is expanding. It isn't just you have to come up with an original premise and format and and start that and maybe it goes on to become a franchise or not. There's now also the ability to create TV shows that use reality stars as your cast. And that can be a game or, or whatever, putting them head to head. But the idea that there is the second tier means that these reality stars can maintain relevance for far longer. Like Ari Leyendijk coming back on the, the first season of Traders is like that dude hasn't been on TV in a goddamn minute and now he's back. Pilot Pete, his season uh finished airing in Zaddy era. 2020. What's that? I said Zaddy era. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, sure, Zaddy era. Uh and you've got Corinne Olympios on House of Trey or on House of Villains, which I think we'll probably get a second season. I don't know. To me, it's just I'm very optimistic about kind of the vision that we had about what reality TV was going to come, specifically dating formats. But that vision is proving to be true, I think, at this point with the expansion of all of this. You know what show I want to see it cross with Bachelor? 90 Day. I mean, I've been watching a lot of 90 Day recently, and uh, it is there are so many things that are Bachelor-esque about it already. Mm-hmm. PTCs, love levels, meeting uh, of the family family is huge. That's in basically every one of the couples. 90 days is incredibly fun. If you're not watching it, you should. But um, that's it. That's essentially our state of the game right now is we are entering this era where the secondary kind of tier of reality shows exist that are casting only reality people. A lot of them from Bachelor or at, at the very least, a, a big bachelor person is included in every one of these casts. Here's my worry. All of these are crowns. None of them are from post Katie Thurston. Tyler Cameron ain't a crown. Karen Olympia saying a crown. They're all from the Instagram era. Yeah. Are they going to be casting these players who are on the current seasons who are only getting maybe a hundred K look, I, I mean, I don't know how to tell you this, Golden Bachelor is going to pop the fuck off and there's going to be multiple players from... You don't need to tell me this. I have gotten so many texts about Golden Bachelor yeah. 
people who have never been even into Bachelor yeah. are texting me. Every I think the top four are all going to have over a million. Ah, shit. Maybe not. Somebody oh from Golden Bachelor God. is going to crack a million. Whoever his ring winner is, I think that's going to be him and his ring winner. I believe they'll be the most famous people in America for a period of months. They're going to be able to make some kind of company, whether it's like lifestyle or home and gardening or yeah. fashion, whatever the thing is that the person is into. Yeah. And I think they'll make a killing. Grocery and Serena ain't going to be the face uh, people for Maybelline much longer, in my opinion. The little birdie tell you that? It's going to be Gary Turner and whoever's ring winner is. Gary <laughs> Turner is going to be in that fucking makeup aisle trying to figure out which makeup to buy. And then maybe grocery will be the the mirror oh, grocery. The guy who's like, I don't know. He'll be demoted. <laughs> um, we don't know. But I am I for one am very excited about the current state of the game. Uh this gives me nothing but optimism me about too. where we are headed, the expansion of reality TV generally, and again, specifically these dating formats as being a, a huge funneler into these games. Like I just don't think you can have at this point, so far, they haven't had, I should say, a season of one of these shows without a significant Bachelor player. That's like a, a part of the mm. mixture, you know. Um, at any rate, we look forward to covering it all, as we always do. And uh, I'm just, I'm very happy about where we are in the nation, in terms of mm -hmm. a fandom, where the fourth audience is, what's about to happen with Golden Bachelor and VIP 9, I think is going to be very fun as well. The way they're marketing Golden Bachelor too is yeah. so strong. Mm -hmm. It feels like it feels like there's been a energy re re pushed into the franchise. I absolutely agree. As of charity season, yes, it feels like they care again, which mm -hmm. is um, it's just a good feeling to have. Now that said, we'll see what happens on VIP nine. We still do have Wells Adams in the mix. Yeah, uh, poop baby, poop baby, um, and Wells doing what he does but that's the state of the game overall opto 2023 i think has worked uh we have certainly been the cause of all of these shows uh, our optimism about reality <laughs> tv has, you're right we manifested yeah it. that's right uh, i don't know if that's true but we're witches now i've always been one uh but let's move on i'm not a witch oh Let's move on to that next portion of our show. We, of course, don't have gains to speak of yet. They will be back uh, next week or in the next Twibbon, I should say, as uh, we get into the, the seasons of Golden Bachelor and BIP9. But for now, we must move on to all those luscious tids. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up, Bachelor Nation News. After meeting and coupling up on sand in the eighth season of BIP and dating for one year, package deal player Michael Alio and Danielle Maltby have ended their relationship. After weeks of speculation from the nation, Alio confirmed the split on Monday's episode of Gore Girl, Jason Tardick's Trading Secrets podcast, saying, I guess I'll just come out with it. We're not together anymore. Yeah, it's really, it's not what we planned. We both threw a lot into this relationship, and it's really awful when it doesn't work out. 
While on sand, Alio and Maltby bonded over mere heartbreak slash loss of a loved one PTCs and were clearly favored by producers who allowed them special treatment, which omitted them from the tortures of Split Week, an ill-conceived and ill-executed mimicry of Love Island's Casa Amor. It's always sad to see a Paradise power couple dissolve, but it was to be expected. Statistically speaking. Nonetheless, we wish both Olio and Mal be well. We get it, Clues. I know, another prediction comes true. Uh, nonetheless, we wish both Olio and Mal be well on their individual journeys through an arbitrary human existence. Oh my God. Thank you. That was my flourish. Thank you very much. <laughs> you okay, Clues? <laughs> Are any of us? It's always sad to see this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, we, we wish them well, of course, but this simply yeah. is the game that you play. Statistically speaking, you are 99.9 infinity percent likely to not remain in a couple after coupling up in any of the games. It's not infinity. There are couples still together. Yeah. Speaking of sinking ships, up next in Bachelor Nation news, San Diego. (laughs) Sorry about that. I thought it was funny to still say it. San Diego. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it is San Diego. Everybody who lives in San Diego winds up on sand. I mean, that's just how it goes. If you're part of the crew, you are going to sand. The San Diego crew players, Aaron Schwartzman and superstar president of Dangle Nation, Braden Bowers, have survived a harrowing event on the high seas. Schwartzman and Bowers, along with three friends, were rescued by two fishermen after their boat sunk and went completely underwater off the coast of San Diego. (laughs) Schwartzman, who was the owner of the boat, said, it's like being trapped and helpless because there's no service. We weren't able to send a distress signal at all. And the only thing you have out there is hope. Hope that somebody finds you. Hope that a helicopter flies over. Oh, my. Bowers explained that his friend Gavin's fishing line got stuck on the engine propeller, so Schwartzman went to the back of the boat to help untangle it when, in quotes, all of a sudden, as soon as he stands on the swim deck, the boat literally just sunk. The group of men, who included members of the fire service, dispatch, and the military, was in the water for more than three hours before another boat with two fishermen on board spotted them and came to the rescue. Glad everyone survived the ordeal, and we can't wait to see what Bowers and Schwartzman are going to do on sand in BIP Season 9, which premieres next Thursday. But this is a crazy thing that happened to them, and they were literally out there treading water, arms linked, kind of trying to kick themselves back to shore, uh, just waiting for anyone to find them. Uh, Very luckily... Uh, they, of course, were rescued by this fishing ship that happened to spot them. But Jesus Christ, this was intense. You know, I went on a boat and the engine died and we had to get towed back from the middle mm. of the lake. We were out there for hours, but we had service. Nice. I guess it's not as harrowing. Yeah. <laughs> the boat didn't sink also. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. it's probably easier. Probably easier when the boat doesn't um, sink. You know... Look, I'm glad everyone is okay, but when are we going to see some parasocial plays of this, a recreation? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it might have been a traumatic event. Maybe they don't want to recreate. I don't know. Could be. Could be. <laughs> In that case, I retract. Yeah, we're going to see both of them on uh, on sand very soon. And, of course, their plays on sand will have happened 
before mm. the events that occurred on the high seas here. Keep that in mind while watching. Yeah. Clues. It is springtime. It is the off season. It mm. is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank true. Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like clues who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced, King Quinces. Okay. They call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince King yourself or Quince Queen. Go to quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. Clues. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect t-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist. And you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color. And the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite, which is kind of like a blue green. And they're both so comfortable. It's basically like you are wearing nothing. Great for free spirit types. Well, for all the free spirits out there right now, you can shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS through 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's Skims. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues, uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, it has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the the whole premise of life is is kind of a, a it's a lot to undertake, and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire, then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists 
literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Up next in Bachelor Nation news, the ultimate Viking is currently in a bit of a predicament. An expectant mother who believes Clayton Eckert is the father of her unborn twins is demanding he take a paternity test. The 33-year-old podcast host from Scottsdale, Arizona, who wishes to remain anonymous, claimed in a paternity lawsuit filed last month that she, quote, engaged in sexual activity with Eckerd on May 20th. Woman claims she took two at-home pregnancy tests shortly after a one-night stand that came back positive. She then went to an urgent care facility on June 1st to confirm the pregnancy. She said she immediately sent a copy of the urgent care test results, which were included with her court documents, to Eckerd. The woman claimed Eckerd did not believe she was pregnant as he insisted that the two engaged in oral sex and nothing more. The unnamed woman claimed Eckerd invited her over to his apartment on June 17th and presented her with an at-home pregnancy test he had purchased himself. He allegedly asked her to urinate on it in his presence, and the test came back positive. She claimed in the lawsuit that she offered more than 50 times in writing, mostly via email, for Eckerd to take a prenatal paternity test at the location of his choosing. However, she alleged that Eckerd ultimately refused, so she was forced to cancel the appointment. Eckerd has since agreed to take a paternity test at the same location on September 27th, two days before both parties are due in court for an early resolution conference and has posted his receipt for the upcoming test to his Instagram story. Eckerd claims in his response to her suit that he's the one who has repeatedly requested a paternity test paid in full by the woman, even though he believes the case is, quote, groundless and lacking in merit, because they never, in quote, had sexual intercourse. Eckerd has revealed his own plans to sue the woman whom he believes is harassing him because she is obsessed with trying to date him. We don't know what the truth is in this story yet. It's important to remember that before forming any opinions on the matter, and of course we wish all parties the best possible outcome. Yes, a uh, a shocking story to say the least, but please keep in mind we don't know what the actual details are. All of this is alleged and claims and this is just what's being reported kind of across the internet about what this lawsuit is, that there is a paternity test that's going to be taken here close to the end of this month, and then they have a court date to kind of hash all this out and see what's really going on. Um, but in either case, it is newsworthy, and uh, like we said, we wish everyone the, the best in this because it is, I'm sure, uh, a difficult moment to be going through for both of these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminded me of the there was another TikToker woman who had a bunch of alleged claims about Clayton a while ago. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Or it yes. was like someone that looked like him. Right. She claimed that she had like a one-night stand with him and he was an asshole or something. And he was like, I was not in the city that she's claiming this took place in on that date. I don't know what's going on. And she was like, oh, yeah, it was just a guy who kind of looked like him. So, <laughs> I mean, that type of shit does happen in Bachelor Nation. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. Keep an open mind about this before forming any opinions about either one of the people involved in this. Um, let's wait yeah. to hear all the details. Don't message him. Please don't DM him <laughs> about any of this. But uh, we just wanted to report the news to you and tell you where the story stands as of now. But more details are going to be coming out in the, the coming weeks and we'll be, um, I'm sure, continuing to report on it. But up next in Bachelor Nation News... Incoming Crown gaze strategist Joey Grazia Day revealed that he has no interest 
in a parasocial council of crowns heading into this bachelor season 28, which is shooting right now, by the way, good luck to all the rookies who are out there on their group dates who are going on their yes. first one-on-ones right now. Manifesting good play for you all. Uh, the runner up on the recent bachelor at season 20 turned down advice from former crowns, Benjamin Higgins and Ari Lyandike before shooting his own season. What? The tennis yeah. pro said, I was lucky enough that Ben Higgins sent me a DM. Ari did as well. A lot of guys just wanted to at least send some support saying they'd love seeing me last season. They wanted to make sure if I needed anything whatsoever, they would be there to help. Grazia Day admitted that it's nice to hear from the former crowns, but he has given the same response every time. I appreciate the love and support, but I really am excited to do it my own way, period. I don't think I really need to look for advice from anyone, period. I think I've just got to look from within, period. I'm here for a reason. I'm going to do my best to show that, period. Refusing advice from time-honored crowns who have been through some of the roughest moments in our beloved game's history? Is this reader behavior? We will have to see if this rebuke of crown advice serves him well or not starting early next January. I don't, I, I don't understand this move. Me either. I thought for a minute he might be a reader based on his gaze strategy and how he, he was able to manipulate his way into crowndom. But this is, is... This makes you think not. Yes, throwing me for a loop a little bit. Yeah. Any advice you can get from anybody who's been through this process, you take it. I think he's gotten a lot of advice. He's yeah. courtside with Jason Tardick. Right. So he's obviously getting advice from people. Tardik ain't never been a lead. Tardik's a smart fucking guy, 100%. You don't think Tardik has good advice for going on The Bachelor? Tardik has good business advice for contracts and stuff like that, and don't let him fuck you over this way and that way. But Tardik doesn't know firsthand what it is like to be a lead, which is itself a game like that is unlike when you're a rookie or when you're in the player pool. Yeah, but KB probably told him. Yeah, no, because they were broken up by the time he was announced. No, but I mean, KB told Tardik. Oh, sure. Okay, so Tardik is using KB information to give kind of a secondhand uh, council of crowns. Potentially. Yeah, definitely listen to Tardik. Grazie day. If you have some way of listening to this podcast right now, definitely listen to everything your buddy Gore Girl Tardik is telling you. But don't ever refuse advice from a former crown, especially somebody like Ben Higgins, who was given what we literally called the Ben Higgins edit, and then he was fucked over. They turned on him, and they gave him a bad fucking yeah. edit as Bachelor. We might have called it a Joey Grazia Day edit. Ugh. Wholesome for TRR. Yeah. I, I just hope that he uh, he knows what he's doing here. And um, I'll just say, with some of the rookies he's got in his player pool... I don't know. The way they treated charity. I'm opto. Opto 2023. <laughs> I, I just think that with some of the players he's got coming into his player pool, he's going to need mm. all the advice he can get. Okay? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yes. I'm just saying there are highly trained players in that player pool who are going to eat him alive. If they're able to implement certain strategies that were designed before the season for specific Ooh. outcomes. <laughs> you know, Nuclear fool. That's all I'm saying. Oh, God. Are we going to see a nuclear fool? I mean... I could say this about the nuclear fool. If there is a nuclear fool in this season, I did not train them, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. I'm going to keep yeah. trying every season for my nuclear fool until I get it done. 
That much I promise you, but it will not be this season. We've manifested so many things <laughs> that I think you're going to get a nuclear fool. It's going to have to be, I'm going to have to wait until like. It might have to be you. Golden Bachelorette season 15 yeah. when I hit the age limit and then I will be the nuclear fool. Yeah. You have to go on Golden yeah, exactly. Bachelorette and you be the nuclear fool. That's right. If nobody else will be my nuclear fool, I'll fucking be my own nuclear fool. Oh my God. Speaking of nuclear fools. Happy birthday to uh, refused crown counselor Ari Leindyke, Ari Leindyke Jr., who turned 42 on September 18th, and another former crown, Ali Fedotowski Mano, uh, who turned 39 on September 16th. Happy birthday to both of these luminaries Happy birthday. in our nation. And now uh, let's move on to that portion of our program where we talk about all the plays our favorite players are making off the field on their telephonic devices in that internet world. This is... The parasocial play, 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 play of the week. Hey, Clues, before we get into this, I have a question. How often would you say that you think about the Roman Empire? This is so strange that you're asking this. I literally went on a podcast this past weekend on my other show, Dudesy. I, I do a thing where anybody can book me to come on their podcast for 20 minutes from our audience. And so I went on a podcast and this guy, his whole bit was uh-huh. he knew everything about the Roman emperors and the Roman empire and would constantly talk about it. So weird that you asked me that. Um, but I don't personally think about it ever. Hmm. How often had you thought about it before that? Uh, never. Almost never. Ever. Well, it is a viral trend on TikTok to ask men how often they think about it. Because oh. I guess people have answered it and said it a lot. What? And it'll come up during this segment. So I just wanted Wait. to cover it. Wait, what? Wait a minute. Just please explain this to me a little more, please. I'm not sure I'm getting it. Okay, clues. TikTok, you know? Yeah, I know about TikTok. Yeah. So there's a trend on it. You know, sometimes oh. there's like, you know, I feel like Hannah Godwin and Dylan Godwin would do something like this. Like, okay. Ask right. your boyfriend a question while you're filming him. Sure. Um, there is a trend right now, which is ask a man, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? And mm. I guess a lot of men have answered that they think about it a lot. And that's why it's trending. What are these answers like, though? Oh, yeah. I think about it once a day. Once a day? Some people will say that. <laughs> what the fuck? I got to look into this. This is so bizarre. Okay. But now makes more sense about the podcast that I was on, perhaps. Because I was like, this is weird as shit. What is this guy talking about? So <laughs> I'll just I'll just skip right to this one. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Serena. Serena threw her hat in the how often do you think about the Roman Empire viral trend on TikTok. One asked, Grocery admitted he thinks about the Roman Empire, quote, once or twice every three months. TikTok has 11.7K likes, 320.7K views. But then also, I just watched this video. In the video, he goes on to say, I think about it when I see a church, concrete, or a football game. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I don't get this at all. None of those things make me think about the Rome. Nothing makes me think about the Roman Empire unless I'm watching fucking Gladiator or something. Okay. What if you saw a Colosseum shaped building? No. Well, I think Gladiator for me is the one where I'm like, yeah, I would say I think about it whenever I think about Gladiator. Yeah. If I'm watching a movie about the Roman Empire, that's about the only time I think of it. This is so well, strange. Um, I'm going to have to go down a deep, dark hole of this one. 
Do how often do women think about gladiators or whatever Roman empires? And I think a big part of this is that the women are like, I never think about it. This is so strange. I think most people don't think about it. I think you're just getting the the, the few guys that do. Or is it? I don't know. This is fucking crazy to me. It's so fucking weird. Uh, I can't wait. I'm going to look at this later. Um, And then there's like people answering like, what's your Roman empire? Like the thing that oh, bachelor. you're obsessed with. The- and there, there's think pieces on it that it's about like masculinity and like, um, what is it called? Legacy. Yeah. And stoicism. Power. There was the one Roman emperor who, who came up with stoicism, Marcus Aurelius, uh, blah, blah, blah. I get it. I studied abroad in Rome. I feel like I should think about it more than most people, but I, I agree. Well, congratulations to Grocery on that um, mm-hmm. that strange thing. And by the way, speaking of my my Roman Empire is definitely The Bachelor. Wait till you hear my fucking scream. Uh, so, <laughs> Wait, okay, go. here we go. Uh, our next pair of social play is tier player extraordinaire and creamy Caesar spokesperson <laughs> Ashley Iaconetti revealed via Instagram story that Dawson recently found the toy tractor that she won on the tractor race group date on Crystal's Bachelor season 19. The Iaconetti child holds up the item to camera and Iaconetti reveals she was convinced that Souls had painted a red heart on the tractor himself. She asked the tagged Prince Farmington to reveal the T that it was a producer work of art. Wow. Ashley I Kennedy tricked? Come on. So far, silence. Glitter player Jessica Garrod did her makeup and talked about her nerves for the upcoming ninth season of Bachelor in Paradise watchback period. She talks about how she doesn't control the edit and would like to and how fear of her edit made her break out with hormonal acne. TikTok got 93k views, 6.7k likes. Then the Golden Bachelor marketing department got in on the fun and had one of Gary's daughters ask him how often he thinks about the Roman Empire. Oh, sorry. This one must have linked to the other one. I see. Sorry. It the was order was a little up. You know? So in keeping with the Roman Empire thing, Golden Bachelor Marketing Department got in on the fun and had one of Gary's daughters ask him how often he thinks about the Roman Empire, which prompted a hearty laugh from the retired restaurateur who then admitted he had never. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, Gary. Get your head out of the pickleball court and start watching Gladiator. Okay, this doesn't read as well now that I know you didn't even know what the trend was. <laughs> the TikTok has 686 likes and 9.6K views. Sorry. Uh, this mm-hmm. earned a Dark Seeker Good at Job Award. How All of these were strong plays. However, there can only be one winner. Our parasocial play of the week goes to... Hannah Godwin and Dylan Godwin's performed Bachelor in Paradise themed wedding vows. While Barber pretends he didn't employ an all egg strategy right off the bat and instead, quote, played it cool for 15 minutes, these vows were professional era through and through. The filmography, the editing, the content, the lack of references to walls. This TikTok was captioned BRB still crying and racked up 560K views, 54.8K likes on TikTok. Congrats to the happy and parasocially rich couple. Congrats indeed. One of the greatest all eggs players we've ever seen in Dylan Barber Godwin. Uh, congrats on all of, all of the mm-hmm. success. Yeah, and they made the most out of this wedding, you know. <laughs> Got it all, yeah. Oh, totally. They sold every part of it. All done up. Looked like a royal wedding. And still getting the drips out of it. It was. I would consider them royalty at this point. Yeah, they're VIP royalty. Yeah. They're at least paradise royalty, for sure. 
Moving on to those creatures. Uh, Rachel Reckia and Jill Chin captured a wild crab and put it in a bucket. But the crab was not our winner. This week, Golden Bachelor Gary Turner is back on the gram after filming his season has wrapped. And he posted an incredibly cute image of himself and his two dogs, his arms around each of them, cheering on the Iowa Hawks uh, in college football, which has begun again this past weekend. And these dogs and this Golden Bachelor are our Creatures of the Week. Congratulations, Gary Turner. I expect big things from Gary Turner and his dogs all throughout his season and uh, in the years to come. Can't wait to see what they do. These creatures are super, super cute. Yeah, highly recommend taking a look. And follow Gary on Instagram if you haven't already. He's doing good work there. I'm very surprised to see it. He's he's fish to water with it. It's real, real mm-hmm. incredible. And again, for that reason, I think he's going to hit a million. I think his ring winner will. Maybe his top three. I don't know, top four. I just think that this show is going to take America by storm. I love your optimism. Who's the last person to even hit a million? Gabby Windy. All right, let's move on to um, the next portion of our program here, in which Pace Case and I uh, dig deep into the bottom of the darkest parts of the pit to issue forth our screams about how our fandom of the show has altered our lives forever. This is Screams from the Pit. You know what I've got for you today, Clues? A young scream. Ooh. Young country, that is. Oh, Michelle Young Country. Nice. I see what you did there. Because I'm in the heartland and M- Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm. And I was walking the lakes here. They look different than the lakes in LA. <laughs> look. What lakes are even in LA? I mean, Echo Park Lake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lake in quotes sure you don't see swamp monsters emerging or anything yeah. and um i this actually happened maybe a month ago but i just remembered this and i was walking and playing with my creature in the lake and a woman and a man and their baby came up to me and the woman was a huge fan of the podcast and i met Members of the pit in young country. Oh, it's fantastic. It was very exciting. I feel like I'm doing a pit tour. Yeah. <laughs> right now. And um and yes, people are talking about we need a we need a Heartland uh parasocial team. Oh. Guys, uh, I'll do a Heartland parasocial team when someone stays in the Heartland. It's well, not where you're from. It's where you're at what team you're playing for. I think Oklahoma may be the top contender. You've got Abigail Herringer and young Noah Herb have moved there. Somebody else. I, I forget who it was. Somebody else is. You think they're going to stay there? Yeah, because his family's there. That's why they moved. Hmm. I think they're going to be there for a, a period of years. But I also, somebody else moved there and I can't remember who it was or they're from there or something. There was some other big player that was going to Oklahoma. What? Your parents? Yeah, my parents, which, by the way, speaking of parasocial players in Oklahoma, I I do a podcast with my my family that's a political podcast, and my Mm -hmm. mom has now agreed to start and run the Instagram account and the TikTok account for the necessary conversation. So if you're not checking this out, I highly recommend it. (laughs) 
What's the handle? What's the handle? <laughs> Let me look. Because they're weird handles, too. Like, she didn't make them the necessary conversation. <laughs> yeah, I have noticed that she is. Look, I followed her. Okay. Um, But I did notice she is misspelling some of the hashtags, and it's saying conversation or something. Just get ready. <laughs> like, if you follow this, it, just get ready. No, but that's what you want in your social media team Yeah, is volume. Yeah. And your mom gives volume. She will give volume. If you want to follow it on Instagram, it's the necessary conversation 2024. So that's going to be good for a year. And then it's not going to make any sense anymore. Can we lose the 2024? (laughs) I'm letting her do whatever she wants on it. I'm like, take it, run. And on um, TikTok, it is, let's see here. I mean, here's, here's something I noticed right off the bat. You look like... Your whole family is one person in various wigs. Oh, wow. Okay. High compliment. Everyone looks so similar. On TikTok, we are at Colchin Family. No mention of the necessary (laughs) conversation. (laughs) Yes. Chaos Queen. Let's go. It's so fucking funny. K-U-L-T-G-E-N. Yeah, family. And she's posting all the time there about whatever she wants. At least there's no year. That's correct. That's right. That's evergreen. <laughs> evergreen. All right. Uh, let me get in here to my screams now. I've got two screams <laughs> mm-hmm. this week. It's a rare double scream week. I'm going to start out with one oh, wow. that is, I think, the funnier one. I was in a car, okay. an Uber, and um, I always try to chat up whoever my Uber driver is. And that chat usually always goes into something about The Bachelor. And uh, for whatever reason, this one didn't. This one went into music. And we started talking about our favorite bands and stuff. And this guy's like, oh, you know a lot about music. Do you make music? And I was like, funny enough, yes, I do. And he's like, oh, do you have some of it? Can we listen to it? I played this band, my Rachel Reckia song. (laughs) Yeah, I did. And he loved it. He absolutely loved it. It hurts. It hurts my stomach. I was like, yeah, I can, I can play him some Rachel Reckia. So I did. I played my Uber driver, Rachel Reckia, and he loved it. And we bonded over it. And I could not drag him into the pit. I would play Dark Seasons. I don't know. I thought Rachel Reckia was a little more upbeat, but um, mm. it didn't work. I thought <laughs> yeah. maybe I could drag him into the pit through that. But he refuses to watch television, let alone reality television, let alone Bachelor. Mm, that's a big barrier to entry. That is. That's a tough no one. TV. <laughs> What you're going to have to do is go out and buy a TV and then start watching yeah. uh, the show. Okay, so that was my mini scream. Let me give you my <laughs> mega scream. Maybe you got to get a Spotify account for your music. Oh, yeah, maybe I could do that. I'm sure you've been in places out in public where you, you glance by someone and you think to yourself, oh, that's somebody from The Bachelor. And mm-hmm. then they turn and they look at you and you're like, oh, no, that's not Tyler Cameron. It's just a guy who kind of looked like him, right? You've had this experience, I'm sure. <laughs> That's just a mannequin with a steak. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a shirtless mannequin in a steakhouse. Um, Okay. What I did was I was at a diner and I saw a guy sitting down the counter from me who from the angle he was sitting, which was like kind of back of his head almost. I was like, (laughs) is that Mike Fleiss? And he didn't turn and look the entire time for 20 minutes. I'm like, that is Mike Fleiss. I'm convincing oh my myself God. that's Mike Fleiss. I'm Googling. Are you at a meal by yourself or with other people? No, I was, I was not alone. Um, I'm Googling Mike Fleiss. I am showing uh, the person I'm with. Mm-hmm. Is that guy this guy? All this kind of uh-huh. shit. They're like, yeah, eh, I don't it. know. Probably not. Check. Eventually, this man stands up to leave. 
And so he has to walk right towards us. And I look him dead in the fucking eye. It is not Mike Fleiss at all. Not remotely Mike Fleiss. And this is the first thing that pops into my head. Not, oh, it's not Mike Fleiss. It's this. Mike Fleiss had massive plastic surgery so that he could alter his look and get back into reality television. That's the first thing that went through through my fucking head. You're like, he did whisper in my ear, bad judge sucks. (laughs) (laughs) No, he didn't say that. But my first thought was like, he looks enough like Mike Fleiss. Your first thought is he has gotten into disguise because he's so notorious what he looks like. Yeah. And that he can't work really in television anymore because he's he's so fucking excommunicated. And my first mm. thought was he has had massive plastic surgery to change his appearance enough that he would be allowed back into reality TV. And uh, that's my scream. It's wild you would think that just from a back hairline that you would be that convinced. Well, I mean, this is the life we lead. That's why it's a scream. Well, those are two fantastic screams. I really would have saved one, but prolific. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're <laughs> we need to be saving the screams or anything. But uh Oh, I save them. Speaking of screams, I try to get mine out. I have to purge the screams. If they stay in my head too long, <laughs> it gets bad. Uh we have another scream though to analyze here. Of course, if you would like to submit your own scream to This Week in Bachelor Nation, you just go to patreon.com slash Roses. You get on our Discord, and in that Discord, there is a screams channel where you can upload your own one-minute or under scream. Dark Seeker goes through them all. She is the keeper of the screams. She is the one who has screams in her head now until death. She is the screams of the nightmares. That is correct. And uh, she has selected one for us today from someone named Shy Eagle. We're going to listen to it right now and discuss. Here we go. Good evening, pit members. One morning recently, I was running a little late for work. I grabbed the nearest hoodie and rushed off. Normally, I wear a uniform, but I was late and unable to change. It was only at this time I realized I was wearing my free spirit blue pit hoodie through my first briefings of the day. My line of work is sensitive in nature, conducted in windowless buildings with armed guards. In this building, work is done that impacts the highest levels of the government, where classified analysis and decisions are made 24-7, 365. Unbeknownst to me, I was peacocking with pit past numerous armed guards and other analysts. Throughout several top-secret meetings where matters vital to national security were discussed, I let the dark spirit of the pit flow through me. I could be heard saying, I'm sounding the minutiae alarm, and we're doing it for the right reasons. The spirit of the pit even documented its presence in a formal correspondence where I stated, pack your bags, I'm taking you to Conspiracy Town. Sadly, I can provide no further evidence, as that's classified information. Before this fateful day, I had fought my girlfriend who was dragging me to the pit. I told her that I was only on the edge, but this day showed me that I let the pit take hold of me and scream in the darkest and highest levels of the U.S. government. Praise be Dark Lord Bomber. Are you doing a bit to me? <laughs> I wish. No. It's okay. a good bit. Uh, no. No, this is even better. <laughs> this was not me in any way. I did not do this as a bit. It is something that I've wanted to do on this show for a very long time is have a producer or anyone on and disguise their voice. So thank you, Shy Eagle, for making my dreams come true with a disguised voice. But if this scream is to be believed, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that it is. This could be a bit. But if it is a real scream and this person works at some kind of high level of the United States government or the word analyst was used, which is CIA, essentially. And it has the word anal in it. Sure. That's one part of it. The first part. If this person is to be believed and they are working for the CIA or some kind of uh, intelligence agency within the United States government or have access to that in any way, and they wore Game of Roses merch into one of these high level national security meetings. Uh and continued to use gore terminology in this meeting, yeah. this is an extremely high-level screen. Explain it to Hillary Clinton. Yeah. 
uh, this is an extremely high level scream and I congratulate you. And I would hope that this is only the first of many moments where gore terminology starts to get used at the highest levels of U.S. government. I forget that people wear like some people for their jobs wear like nice clothes to work, you know, every day. I imagine <laughs> this is like one of those jobs. <laughs> Yeah, like every yeah. day, like some people are wearing like heels. Well, even. did you see in in Congress they changed the dress code, so you don't have to wear no. uh, suits anymore. You can wear whatever you want to accommodate um, Fetterman in Pennsylvania because he's always wearing hoodies and stuff. I love that. I don't. I, it's I don't know. Whatever. But to me, the scream wasn't <laughs> the wearing the shirt to work. I'm like, yeah. yeah, you wear you end up wearing all your shirts to work. Uh, to me, the scream is figuring out this technology to disguise your voice. And I'm like, oh, that's wow. going above and beyond. I mean, to even submit your scream, you got to sign up for the Patreon. You got to go in the Discord. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be technologically savvy to be able to accomplish this. But to then go a step further and figure out how to disguise your voice, I think that's your real scream. Do you think that the scream, the true scream, the scream under the scream is the format is the submitting of the scream. I often think the scream is the format. Like if someone has prepared a poem or it's Mm -hmm. a song or. Okay. I have to disagree with you. I think the scream is operating (laughs) at the highest levels of United States national security and using bachelor terminology, not even bachelor terminology, terminology developed by a podcast you listen to that covers the bachelor (laughs) while wearing merch of that podcast. That to me is the scream. That is when it is it is taking your life over. I don't know why you don't think that the highest levels of government, like all the smartest people ever, are are not gore listeners. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm simply saying, in my mind, when I think of people who are who are like running U.S. national security and shit, I like to think mm-hmm. that they don't have time to listen to podcasts or watch The Bachelor. Oh. That they're they're involved in more important matters. I like to think that, anyways. What I think we're getting a glimpse of here is that that's not the case. Oh, you like to think that they don't have any free time because I don't have any fucking free time. If I don't have any free time, the people deciding wars and shit. Clues, you have chosen that. It chose me. You have chosen to have no free time. No free time chose me. <laughs> I was just, I have a lot of free time, but I also chose that. <laughs> I'm just saying it's possible for you if that's what is at the heart of this. No, I don't want to have free time. I want to get as much shit out of my head as I can before the day I die. That's my entire goal on this planet. Wait, but what? how would a free time impact that? The shit stays in my head if I'm not getting it out. You got to work to get it out. You got to make little mm. videos and write little things and make podcasts and do all the shit. Time to think. Right. Something like that. Anyway, thank you, Shy Eagle, for this scream, which may or may not be real. I still am reserving uh, the option to say this This may be a bit. I mean, I did think you were pranking me. <laughs> no, I swear to you, I did not prank you. This is not me uh, in any way. Uh, especially the highest levels of government. <laughs> yeah, no. I wear a suit to work. Yeah. <laughs> Usually I wear a suit, but today I wore a Game of Roses piece of merchandise. Look, I, I promise you, I swear on Skabulian that uh, this was not me. No, I believe you okay. before that. Oh, thank you. Um, but thank you to Shy Eagle for sending this in. Uh, it's a fantastic uh-huh. scream. Thank you for disguising the voice. Dream come true. Good luck with your powerful job. Yes. Please keep us safe and make uh, our country and thank the world you. a better place. 
But if you would like to submit your own scream, anyone else out there wants to disguise their voice, that's fine by me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses. Always an option. Yeah, and you don't have to disguise it like this, by the way, either. You can put all kinds of pitch shifters on your voice. You can do it high. You can do it low. You can speed it up. You can slow it down. You can do all kinds of stuff. Get creative. At any rate, thank you again for uh, that Scream Shot Eagle. And thank you to everyone who has listened to This Week in Bachelor Nation. Again, remember, our schedule is going to shift up a little bit starting next week to accommodate Gary Turner and all of his golden players, as well as BIP, both airing now on Thursdays. And get ready for this tidal wave. Zaddy Farmington, some are calling him. Is that true? No, I just thought of it. Oh, nice. And also get ready for this tidal wave <laughs> of content that's going to be in Clues Corner coming up right now, actually. As soon as this is airing, hopefully I will have at least one episode also broken down of Love is Blind 5 because I think it comes out. We're recording this on Thursday. I think Love is Blind Season 5 begins tonight at midnight on Netflix, and I'm going to have to watch at least the first one. Gonna have to. Wow, shit. Well, should I watch it or I'm gonna wait till the clues corners are out? Dang it. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, but thanks again, everybody, for joining us, and we'll see you very soon. And before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It's been 7,851 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines, and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix, just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus... You get member-exclusive pricing What's in the box? on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. 
sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. Cute. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things, and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage, so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater, and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, Frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I... I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by get this 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the... Tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. Care. 